Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? How does it feel? Feels nice. Feels yeah. Like, yeah. Feels okay. Good. Feels Hell yes. Hell yes. Okay. Yo, welcome back to the immigrant section. As always, if you're listening on uh, Apple, Spotify, click follow, uh, leave a review if that's even an option, <laughs> depending on what you're listening. And check out the full videos on YouTube, or you can check out episodes on the sonarnetwork.com. Uh, there's a bunch of other cool shows on there. But all that aside, my guest for today, very good friend of mine, his second appearance on the immigrant section. Please put it together for Mo Ismail. Bless, bless. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I don't me. know when I started saying, please put it together like it's a comedy <laughs> show, but I realized these last three episodes, I keep saying, please put it together. I'm like, put fuck, it, are people clapping at home? <laughs> put it together. Put what together, bro? Just <laughs> yeah, put, it together. put your life together, all right? <laughs> and get a job. We go back to engineering. <laughs> Just turns into an Everest commercial. Yeah, no, That's exactly, funny. Yeah. Man, Mo, thank you for reaching, bro. Funny, I've been trying to have you for a while. I uh, I respect you. You're the type of guy that uh, you kind of put everything uh, on the on the stand still because you live with your parents with, just uh, to with keep moms, them with, with mom. Just mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just well, to keep things safe. Well, she's yeah, she's asthmatic, and and I, you know, as soon as uh, you know the whole COVID thing started popping off, I had to make a decision. I started canceling shows. I didn't want to, but you know, it's like I'm coming home to her every night you know and and uh, I'm, I'm in close contact with her so i can't really uh you know for what it's worth like what what is it really worth you know yeah, like yeah, for yeah, me yeah, to absolutely. try to get in a set at a absolutely. bar and then i go home and i cough and then she's yeah. you know and she's older right so it's just like she's not like it's just like someone who's really receptive or susceptible to getting covid you got to be careful around them right so yeah man it's yeah. uh i feel like we're past the 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 scary moments of it yeah. You know what I mean? Except yeah. when you look like uh, I was planning on right when the border opened to go to Nashville. Yeah. That was like the plan like two weeks ago. But like my girl's birthday and stuff like that. Yeah. And she wants to go. But now I'm like, holy crap. Do you see what's happening in the States? Oh, they, don't, they didn't give a fuck, really. And a lot of them are just going back to step one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they haven't. And this is still their first wave. Like right now we've we've uh, what do you call it? We've we've gone past the curve. And we're still we're on a downward trend, but they're saying September is going to be another one. It's going to go back up. So. Why? What's happening in September? Well, I don't know. Just something. There's a second. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny. <laughs> no one there. asked the question. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> you know, you know, because we all read just the headline, bro. <laughs> like I, everything I read is off Six Buzz Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if it can't be said in like. 11 words oh. <laughs> or less i don't know the information it's bad bro yeah well that's that's why you'll bring the mic a little closer like uh, is this good yeah yeah much better uh sick all right sick okay um yeah man that's why i took time off of instagram i just i couldn't it was i felt like i was getting my that was my source of information if anything was viral i got it from instagram if anything was happening in the news someone important died or something then it's like that's where I, but then i just started feeling like i'm so plugged into this thing so i just disconnected man oh I, and then now i just watched a lot of videos on youtube <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
like that's I, how it works. I took bro. one. Away. I took one out and gave it. Like now it's like you look at the on on your iPhone and mm. how many like what your time spent on each app. It is. just shifted. It shifted. Like it the was, pie chart's the same. The same yeah. amount of phone on uh, time on your phone, but it's just all rearranged now. <laughs> that's hilarious, and yeah. it makes you feel better. It makes you feel so uh, much better. Like, Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. You're right though. It actually is just a wave of like uh information and like you're plugged in on what the instagram community knows yeah or what it deems like like their algorithm deems as oh this is newsworthy spread this put this on the top of everybody's page yeah. and shit yeah and uh man i'm fucking i catch myself on instagram and tiktok too bro i'm still because i'm like trying to be a content creator on these uh platforms yeah i'm also like consuming what are other people up to but then 40 minutes goes and you just kind of have a headache and nothing changed yeah <laughs> you know you're still in the same position your your arm is cramping up you're like what have i been doing yeah you learned one thing uh, but liked 14 cottage photos yeah <laughs> like, oh, yeah i even like the cottage <laughs> and that's, well that's the thing though it's almost i didn't like what i what i like about my setup now is that i'm not forced to uh to like i'm not bound to a specific channel you know like with instagram you're choosing who you're following and you're kind of putting yourself not in a box but you're just this is what you're watching every day exactly Whereas with yeah. youtube or netflix or something it's like now nah, i feel like watching a scary movie tonight so i'm gonna watch it or i feel like watching a, a video on how to make the other day i watched a video on how to make the perfect egg you know yeah. <laughs> just like just enriching like, huh? your life with that. yeah because if you spend the time that you're spending on instagram if you spend that honestly on any new hobby anything yeah you're gonna learn something oh 100 percent. yeah it's funny you said about the egg <laughs> if you're if you ever a google uh, or youtube a way too simple how-to video and you feel retarded when, you, <laughs> when you're watching it bro when i was putting together this new setup i got all these posters and i was all gung-ho about doing a nice job so i, <laughs> I googled how to hang posters and they're just <laughs> There's a guy just like putting double-sided tape on the corners, exactly how I've done it for <laughs> over a decade. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing right now? He's like, you were right all along. Yeah. You didn't need to look this you up. Realize, did you realize you were making the perfect egg or you actually learned a lot? Uh, were you well, fucking I was up? looking specifically at an over-easy egg because my, my, like, I struggle with I'm getting... about the over-medium. You're over medium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. I'm a little conservative with yeah. that. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> like you you like the runny the runny yellow? Yeah, like okay. in the middle. Yeah. Enclosed. Of course. Whereas in over easy, it's the lightest done skin to keep that jelly in. Mm. Whereas over medium, it's cooked in a little bit. You don't like, like let's the say, you don't like the egg boogers, that's what you're saying. You don't like the It comes in over medium, but it's oh, enough yeah. that you eat it with your toast and it's good. Mm, but mm. over easy there's there's no amount of toast. You need four pieces of toast to sponge up all all the egg, <laughs> and then now I'm full on on toast. <laughs> well, I think that's what I've thought about this is. a lot. This is clearly, <laughs> you know what I mean, over medium, bro. I think over easy for me is just an excuse to eat more bread. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you have vessel, good bread, it's a vessel for more bread. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're eating corn. Like I don't know what comedian said this, but they're like corn is just a vessel to eat more butter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Yo, a hundred percent. When anyone wants to make uh, uh, corn, I yeah. immediately am like, yes, I'm gonna butter the, butter the fuck out of this. Yeah. And society said it's okay. Corn is huge you know? back home in Egypt. They have like people selling uh, corn on the street, and it's a very common thing. They have the actual coals burning. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Cairo. It. Yeah, 
man. Yeah, because it's a huge. treat, you know? Huge. And I they probably have toothpicks. I know they have toothpicks, for, too. Oh, for after? Yeah. No, yeah. dude. <laughs> you're lucky you're getting <laughs> They don't have napkins. They Bro, don't... I've seen I've seen. I feel like if I'm thinking about all the people I've ever seen with toothpicks, yeah. it's mostly Arabs. <laughs> so I feel like if you're, like, a really good at um, corn sales guy, yeah. you'd have... Like you'd be selling them. Maybe give one here and there at your discretion. Maybe, but I don't think they're not really thinking about the customer service. I mean, they're nice to you, but they're not like. It's not like next level. It's like not go fake. above hey, and man. beyond. And they're not rude. Yeah, but yeah. hey, you're here for corn. Here's your corn. You <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, go to Mahmoud yeah. for toothpaste. Okay? Yeah, you want napkins? There's yeah. a lady selling napkins in little packets at the corner. Oh yeah, you yeah. You can get seeds and cigarettes so, <laughs> while you're there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, buddy. We, when we were in Egypt, my, my mom's friend, she has this, like, <laughs> summer home in Alexandria. And she's like, uh, in Egypt, you can get, like, you can get things anywhere. Like, you want something. It comes to you. It's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can just get it. Like it, So we go to this lady's summer, summer home or apartment in Alexandria. And she's like, man, this place hasn't been open in a year, so it's dusty. And it really needs to be cleaned. She's like, I'm not going to spend an entire day. It's like an entire day's worth or half a day's worth of work to clean it up. The house. The house. The pla- yeah, oh, 100%. It so, hasn't been lived there in a while. No, it's, it's been a year. It's a summer house, yeah. right? So the summer uh, apartment. So then she goes. She's like, I'll get someone. I was like, from where? She's like, oh, we'll just find someone. And there's someone walking the like, street. What? She literally goes to the street <laughs> corner. There's three or four Egyptian ladies sitting there. She's like, hey, you guys want to clean my house uh, for some money? And they're like, yeah, okay. So then these three or four ladies, they come. Dude, they cleaned it. <laughs> so it was like a NASCAR race. Like, you know, the you, you. Like, they were doing that, but with go, a house. Go, 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 Lifting up the lamp. The other one's wiping. This one's got a bucket, throwing it onto the window. <laughs> like, dude, it was cleaned in like an hour. That's so funny, man. Like That's three, a- three or four of them, and it's just like, and this sur- bro that's the industry everywhere yeah. else they're not advertising on yeah. instagram they're not you, you know, know just look funny? at us you want us to clean we'll do it <laughs> you got money yeah fuck yeah they're probably they've spent a lot of time cleaning in their life this is just like a layup for them light right? work man this layup clean a house that hasn't been lived in six months it was clean six months ago yeah. and now it's just dusty yeah, yeah. okay easy money for <laughs> yeah, them man, man. Wow. kill the floor done yeah bro that's how it is in sudan too like the people who live like in Sudan, we had an apartment. I just said this uh, another episode. We had an we have an apartment in Khartoum, yeah. and and it's an empty lot right next to it. And the way that the wealth disparity is in those countries, the the people have just set up a tin. You've seen you've in seen the lot. this in the lot yeah. up against our place, tin roof, and they're like respectable people. Yeah, they're not like slums, you know. <laughs> You know the like yeah. the guy comes out with like a gamis that's all like like he's ironing it. Is he's that what doing... you guys call it gamis? Yeah, like a like, like a, a shirt, like a dress shirt. Yeah, yeah like we'll he, call it like gamis in, in, in Egyptian. Yeah, it's the same. Gamis. You guys yeah, just yeah. pull the g off, <laughs> and Lebanese add the e at the end. Yeah, <laughs> gamis, argili, my. You know what I mean? Did I ever tell you about the Syrian teacher that I had? I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but I I went to school, so I was born in Saudi Arabia. But my parents are Egyptian. Okay. So we lived there because they had jobs there. But yeah, my parents were the same. Six same years thing, in, right? in Jeddah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, or Riyadh, Riyadh. Riyadh, so, yeah. 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 Same, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we had this, uh, I had this Syrian teacher in, in my school back home. And this guy, in Syrian Arabic and Egyptian Arabic is just like total, just like much of the other Arab countries, it's like it differs. The slang differs, right? Yeah. Uh, Syrians tend to hold on 
to the end of it, like you were saying. Like they just go like in Arabic, in Egyptian Arabic, boy, walad. Yeah. Right. Syrian Arabic, boy is <laughs> Like they really <laughs> hold on. There's that last part. <laughs> 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 Like there's it's always like, like a musrahi or whatever. Yeah. Like it's always like a, a <laughs> soap opera. Like how they extend it. It's always dramatic, dude. Egyptians do it too, though. We're very dramatic. Very dramatic. People. Yeah. But yeah. this guy, this teacher, man, I remember just sitting in class once, and uh, I mean, I wasn't a bad kid. I was pretty good, but you know, I wouldn't listen sometimes or whatever. And uh, still remember his name, Ustaz Badia. Badia. Mostez is Mr., right? Mostez Badia. And he was just like, I was sitting there talking to someone, and he got, he, you could tell that I was that last straw that broke him. Yeah. And he just looked at me, and he was a little guy, like red hair, blue eyes. This is like. <laughs> this is in in Saudi. In Saudi. Lebanese, Syrian, or. Oh, Lebanese, Lebanese can be Lebanese. ginger. Yeah, Lebanese can be ginger. Ginger, buddy. Ginger hair, piercing blue eyes. Yeah. Very handsome guy, but he was a little dude. Yeah. And he just looked at me, and he was like, Wala! <laughs> And he got up, I swear to God, bro, walked over to me. And you know those desks that have, like, it's like a chair attached to the desk. It's the one piece. Yeah, it's all one. For it's like- all one. This guy reached, grabbed me by the ear, grade two, grabs me by the uh, ear seven. and lifts me up. But my legs are intertwined in this desk. This guy lifted me and the desk up by my ear, bro. I'm hanging there uh, and I'm slowly I'm like ah, ah. He's like, I'm turkey. Shuhab, I'm turkey is like, what are you, what are you talking, talking about, yeah. right? Like, what are you, what are you saying you, over here? Yeah, yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just hanging. I was like, it hurts, dude. I had massive ears, so it makes sense. It was a good was grab. A, it was a he got a handful, bro. <laughs> like Michael I, Jordan, your ears I just grew, fucking. I grew into my ears. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know when you look like ultrasounds, baby. Yeah, yeah. It was just ears first. Yeah. I'm like, is that over? Was that Bambi? <laughs> Where was Bambi the uh, the reindeer? Which one was the baby elephant? <laughs> Bro, Bambi was the deer. Oh, shit. I don't know anything about Disney. Bro, I wanted to say this earlier, but yeah. you notice how I think I, I've said this before. You notice how if you leave North America, seeds and nuts are always three feet away from you. Oh, man. We have if shops. you leave this continent, yeah. it's not just the Arab world. It's Africa, fucking Europe. Everywhere. You, guys, you guys got shops, too? Oh, it's like the people in the corner with the box in China. I saw the same thing. Seeds? Just like seeds, yeah. cigarettes, fucking napkins. That's their diet, man. Just seeds, <laughs> seeds and cigarettes. Uh, yeah, and the napkins are toilet paper. Yeah, you go no, in with you, your own napkins That'd in be China. a great album name. Yeah. Hey, just seeds, look cigarettes. out for my next album, Seeds and Cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I don't even. Great. I don't even smoke cigarettes. But <laughs> that's my actual album name. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about it for 40 years. <laughs> Man, just admit seeds and cigarettes I said on the podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. It's not true. Oh, uh, man. But no, they have shops in, in Egypt. They have sh- like like seed, like nut shops. And it's like any, you want like uh, pumpkin seeds, you want little sunflower seeds, you want cashews. Oh, variety. It's like, uh, and there is like shops that are just amazing at what they do, bro. Egyptians are very known for the, you're just, dude, I didn't, I don't know if you knew this, but the way <laughs> you sit in Egypt, or I don't know if this exists in the Arab world, but the way you sit in Egypt can be like disrespectful. I didn't know that. Like if I'm sitting and I'm crossing my legs yeah. and I'm sitting like this, this is okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is all right. But this. But the second I do this. Oh, with the, with the bottom of the foot. With the, the foot bottom up. of my yeah. foot. Fa- buddy, yeah. I had a guy in Egypt come out of his house 
because I was my mom was shopping. Yeah. And I was sitting in front of this <laughs> building and I found the plastic chair. It was like just a lawn chair or whatever. <laughs> and I'm exhausted. So I sit down and I'm just like leaning back on it. And this guy's like this guy comes out of the house and says, "What are you doing?" Yeah, he's like, "Gotta hey." He was just like, like a malim, you know, malim. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a guy. He's like, "But that's regular." You know, and he just went nuts. Dude, that's so funny. I didn't understand. For I was like, I don't understand. He's like, "Put your leg down," and I was like, "But I'm comfortable like this." And I was like, "Oh, my foot is in your face," and I was like, "I'm so sorry." And he just like, "Yeah," and he just went back. Walked off. Man, it's funny how uh, some of that that really old stuff never goes away. No. Like a country can have Uber, but you better not show me the bottom of your foot in that <laughs> Uber. It's like what the, ah, what the hell? you yeah. know what I mean? It's so some of that cultural stuff just sticks. Cause think about that. That's that's the lowest part of that's the bottom of your shoe. That's the lowest part of you. You're saying that I am to see the lowest. It's so like old and yeah. like hierarchy conscious. Oh, it's well, like bro, I'm just like. But I get it though. I know. I. I mean, I are get you, it. I'm not like saying that? it's wrong. Are I'm not like saying that? it's wrong. I'm like, bro. I, I. I really like give the benefit of the doubt because I realize so much anxiety comes from assuming the worst in of what's course. happening around you. Yeah. So I just had to do like, and it's hard because my natural instinct is to assume the worst. But I feel so 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 often I assume the worst, and so often it was. If had I given it the benefit of the doubt, it would have been exactly what happened. Yeah. The benefit of the doubt is usually what happens. Yeah. So if you can switch it to give the benefit of the doubt. You just, it, I live easier, bro. That's true. But like part of me wants to be like, look at this guy. Look at this guy. His whole body is turned from me. He only turns his head, face back when he talks to me. Yeah. That type of shit pisses yeah. me off. Like well, total dude, it's, it's, body it's language little, disrespect. Little respectful things. Like it's just like over there, I get like it's the foot thing is a big thing. Like the, the I don't know. You know what an effa is? Effa, no. Effa, effa is the back of your neck. Okay. So in, in Egypt... You know, it's like disrespectful if you tap somebody on the back of their neck. Yeah. That's like an ins- like. That's like, where you pick up a dog. When you pick up a dog, you pick it up from the back of the like Yeah, that. but like it's like not even like, it's like a smack. Like yeah. if you're just like talking to someone, it's like sunning somebody. Gotcha. Like okay. like I'm I'm big dog in you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, hey, listen, buddy. It's like patting them on the back. Yeah, it's but some patting jail them shit. on the back of the neck. Yeah. Doing that is like, it's going to be a fight. Yeah. If you go up to someone and you do that, or you smack them on the back of their neck, it's a fight. Oh, 100%. It's almost like inherently in every Egyptian, if somebody, buddy, you're going to fight. You have to. We're throw- Dude, I've seen pe- my uncle. When I was a kid, one time we were in this, uh, we were we were trying to cross the street. And microbus, you know microbus, like the little vans. Oh, the, the my, literally microbus. Microbus, microbus, microbus. Yeah, microbus. Oh, you mean microbus? Yeah, yeah, microbus. But it's just a little van. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a guy hanging we out had the those window. Two. He's like, and hey. selling. Yeah, he's like ataba, ataba, and he gives you a ride. He gives you a ride somewhere. And he has cash going through his fingers like this, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, those guys always hold cash. The funny. <laughs> my mom said, kept ah, money like that, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. It's so like street salesman in those Arab countries. <laughs> yeah, y'all laugh. Come, yeah, yeah. Come nafar, you know, like, like, yeah. How many people? Yeah. So it's just this guy was like, he almost like hit my family. Now we were crossing the street after we had some KFC, and this guy, I don't know why that's necessary. <laughs> yeah. KFC in the Arab countries is 
10 times better than KFC in North America. I'm just going to say in Arab, I've, I've had KFC in Jamaica. Bomb. Amazing. Yeah. Right. I don't know why I'm shouting out KFC right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, eat KFC. I'm eat a Popeye's KFC. guy myself, but I, I worked a year at KFC. Did so. you? Yeah, I put my time in, bro. Do you know the secret recipe? No. Nah, they, they give it to it, you in a bag, don't yeah, they? Yeah, it looks like salt and pepper flour and like three like chemicals, like yeah. MSG or some shit. But there's something in there. You know there's oh, something. Oh, 100%. There. They say, ooh, we'll never say, but watch it be regular shit. Yeah, and there's all these YouTube videos of like, hey, this is the KFC recipe. You're like, yeah, but it's not like it. Yeah, right. And and it depends on how fresh and how like uh, use that oil they grill it in is in yeah. the flour what they do to the actual because they marinate the chicken before it gets floured oh so all they? those things yeah and then and the the flouring is what is the recipe uh, right that's what gives it the crisp so in the marination process before maybe i like all that adds up so maybe they do shit way better there but i think they're all using the same packets worldwide like the, you the think flavor so? packet no man i think it's different Oh, legit? I think, you think it's, it's different. just people just running it? Dude, it's in Egypt, it tastes way different. The chicken parts are bigger. Like, last time I had KFC here must have been, like, I don't know, five years ago, ten years ago, maybe, maybe even. But it's, like, a piece of <laughs> – I don't know if that was like, – maybe even – even even a uh, piece of chicken that's, like, this big, and you're, like, it's a thigh. And you're, like, this is a nugget. <laughs> like, how is that a thigh? What happened to this chicken? Like, it's crazy that in, in countries that are developing – they have bigger chickens, whereas here the chickens look anorexic, dude. It's like, bro, but the factory farm chickens here are growth hormone up. Yeah. I don't know what they're using in like KFCs. Maybe the small. Actually, bro, the KFC I worked at, they they bought chicken from uh, Maple Lodge. Seriously? Maple Lodge trucks used to pull up. I was surprised. Maybe that's some Canadian wow. food standard shit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think what it is is every place, their the country's food standards change. Yeah. Number number one, right? Yeah. And number two, I think. If you are buying a legitimate franchise that is a secret recipe-based thing, yeah. they have to send you the secret recipe, bro, or at least tell you how to make it. That's true. That's so true. whether they – and I don't know if they just tell every franchisee how to make it because that would be the most retarded. Yeah. <laughs> they no. have like thousands of places, right? Mm -hmm. So they probably send you it as part of the agreement. You have to buy it from them and they send it to you. Yeah. So I'm thinking they just – these other countries, they just call themselves KFCs, and they're just fried chicken joints on their own recipe completely, and it's so? just way better. Man, I don't know. Because was Jamaica and Egypt tasted the same, or they were were they both just better than America? It was but K tasted it's different. definitely owned by KFC. I don't think it's somebody putting up the logo because there is a bunch of them, and you see them in like areas where other like big chain restaurants, like Pizza Hut, exists or something. You know, in Canada, every restaurant I go to KFC has a consistent KFC taste because yeah. they use that packet. Yeah, it's consistent, yeah. so you don't go and it's weird here or there. It's but if you compare, if you compare, if you p compare the Canadian to the Jamaican, yeah. First of all, I mean they have spicy chicken over there, which is, I think they kind of tried to have it here for a little bit, but it didn't really catch or whatever. But the spicy chicken over there is just like it's it, it's just next. How level, long did dude. you go to Jamaica for? I was there for a week. I've uh, been just there. like a resort or yeah, like yeah yeah was it? It was. Did you see the actual country at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> went out. We went out. We went. <laughs> the shades do not open. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It was like we went on like uh, excursions. We went to Duns River Falls, went up the falls, and then, and then we went to man. We went to this place. It was called the Luminous Lagoon. That sounds in, sick. Yeah, it was in Ocho Rios, and you just show up to this like place, and they have a bunch of boats docked, and you got to wait until it gets dark. But in the meantime, there's these two kids dancing. It was like this like young. Uh, boy and girl and they were just doing a number on stage but they were dancing for like an hour 
Oh, fuck. Nonstop. This guy was sweating buckets, and you're like, can we give this guy a break? Like, he's he's killing <laughs> For an it. hour. For an hour. And just, like, the music's going, and the girl, and they're doing, like, this, like, African traditional dance, even though, like, Jamaica's not in Africa. But, like... <laughs> but no one's asking questions. But I think yeah. they're, like, pandering to the tourists. They're like, yeah. oh, they think we're black. We got to do something crazy. Oh, African, oh I you get know? you. Let's just play to the market. Yeah, yeah. but they weren't really, like... Uh, they weren't, but it was a. They, were, they killed it. They were amazing. And then once it gets dark, then you get on this boat. You go out into the water. And the water glows. Like you shake, you put your hand in the water and you move it, and it glows this like blue light. And Damn. Like, and then you go swimming in the water. What is it from? It, it, it's like there's like, it's like a the mi- corals. Yeah, it's a like a microorganism that's in the water. Where if the water is disturbed, this like blue glow like emits from the actual water. That's so sick. Yo, it's nuts, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how many of those little like interesting novelties exist in the world. There's like a million of those. Like this cave, if you go in at this time, will light up. And, like, oh yeah. There's all everywhere. There's you like, want to hear thing. the crazy thing is yeah. that once we once we went for a dip because they allow you to swim for like ten minutes or something and they take pictures of you in this water or whatever and then you come. Did you buy the tickets or the pictures? Oh yeah. You, no. I mean, I couldn't get them. Yeah. Your your phone doesn't pick it up. So oh, this yeah. guy's got a special camera that catches the blue glow around you. So it's really cool. <laughs> But uh, this guy, uh, so I get back on the boat, and this British chick is fighting <laughs> with this next guy, and she's like, "Mind your own business," and he, and he was just like, "Yo, whatever, you're a pig," and he's like, "I was like, whoa, I don't know what's going on." Yeah. But I just like sat and watched for a bit. Turns out that while we were in the middle of the water, this chick grabbed. She was smoking a cigarette because not everyone has to go swimming. Yeah. She was smoking a cigarette. She finished it, flicked it into the water. Wow. This water is a miracle, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, the fact that this body of water exists is miraculous. That's so funny. And like the chick, level of disrespect. Yeah, she was just finished her cigarette and just flicked it into the water and this guy went off on her. He was oh. like, What are you doing? This is like you know, she's like, Mind your own business. He's like, No, you're an asshole. Like fucking bitch you know <laughs> yeah what a bitch <laughs> throwing garbage into yeah. the water like That's... how entitled are you you know and when the water's like i get it if the rulers don't don't pollute and the water's clearly polluted that's yeah. one thing right <laughs> like a lot of places are like that don't yeah. do it but it's like yeah like my buddy told me in like he was in istanbul and like he would just see like people like at restaurants clearing tables just pushing into the water. <laughs> the restaurant would be like... On the water? On the water. And they would just push the tent, like, oh. just onto the... And he was like, holy fuck. But, like, in Switzerland, bro, when I was there, yeah. that water is so... Unto- you, man, the, the anti-pollution like laws are stringent. You'll, like, do jail time. They don't play. Oh, the yeah. water is blue and perfect, and you don't see a speck of anything. Oh, you yeah. You don't dare fuck around. No, in our in our countries, littering's not a big... Yeah, yeah, people, because they, they use the water as, like... Because it's we're not, like, first world nations. Yeah, no. So they use the water to shower in. They use well, the water to make also, clean just, clothes. Also, they, just, like, if you're sit, like you're saying, you're sitting on, uh, on a... You're sitting in a cafe, and you're oceanside, and it's just, like... I was sitting on a patio and it was literally we're right next to the water and this girl finished eating her meal, wiped her mouth and threw the napkin into the water and you're like, you just littered into the Mediterranean. Yeah. Like, yo, the Mediterranean, like you're such an asshole. Yeah. Like, you know. Some people just don't have that thing that goes, maybe not here. Yeah. You know, maybe not. Maybe yeah, people just don't have shame. No. You know, it's all if it's all of Sebastian Mascalco's hours yeah. are those acts right there. Aren't you embarrassed? 
<laughs> well, I think it's Yo, also... Yo, can bring the mic a little closer? Oh, man, my bad. You're a mic drifter, bro. I am, eh? My oh, bad. you can lock it in. I think you just... You never locked it. The other way, the other way. The, okay, all right. Yeah, man, I gotta get a fucking better... Oh, it's all good. One day, brother. My bad, my bad. Um, Yeah, I think what it is is also the sheer number of people that live in our... Like, like the population of Egypt is 100 million. The population of Canada is like, what, 31, 32 it's million? Like 38, but still... 38 yeah. but st- dude 100 million in a place that's way smaller and it's also they're all condensed in well, Cairo. yeah that's what i was just gonna say yeah. is i think the most impressive stat would be how much of that is in the greater cairo oh, yeah. area cairo i want to say there's like 70 million <laughs> yeah I like, say like, that's the crazy thing <laughs> everyone is there the crazy part too is that the rest of egypt beautiful Beautiful. You go to anywhere else. Yeah, but it's Ale- countryside and like well, not even. agriculture. Dude, Alexandria is also very populated. Now they're really start. Alexandria has been around obviously forever, but I've like- never been. No. Yeah. Oh man, it's that's beautiful. That's like the uh, resorty area for the Al- Arab country, mm, right? No, From what I, I understand, I would say that's more like Sharm. Sharm is more. Sharm is at the island. No, no. Sharm is also like it's off the coast of I think not the Mediterranean. I want to say, yeah, maybe the Mediterranean, but. A different part is of it. Is it resorty? It's very resorty. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because my my buddy went to school and uh, uh, he grew up in Saudi, yeah. like a private school. And their graduation of, at the end of high school was to go to like something in Sharm and like all these stories. And oh, stuff. they're great. It sounded man. just like a uh, white culture like yeah. March break situation. Sharm <laughs> yeah. is beautiful, man. Sharm is like. Um, Charm, it, the water is so blue and you walk so far out and the water's still at your waist and it's just like oh that's awesome gold, like you know like just white white sand and like my yeah. god damn it do you remember vacations remember that before covid <laughs> remember getting on a plane and being like what is happening and then in a couple hours you get out and it's sunny and you're like sick <laughs> Man, I barely remember it. I, even before COVID, I don't remember the last time I was on a plane for anything uh, like recreational. Really? Didn't you go to LA? You were in LA for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. Actually, was, <laughs> was February. This guy, get out of here. <laughs> I swear February. to God, I forgot. I forgot. This guy, I haven't You're right. been I'm... on a flight in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was just in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> it's just we do a flashback. It's the most lavish. It's just a music video. Popping bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went through LA. No. Did you, I do, did was you, on do, did you do stage time out Oh, there? yeah. I went to Got the. I went to the. Uh, the uh what's it called <laughs> i want to say the the haha i wanted to say the laugh laugh yeah but it didn't feel right <laughs> it's called the haha and you gotta pay fucking five minutes uh five bucks really to get to to get in the draw <laughs> really and it's a draw so you, how that's, much you pay that's a, i paid bucks? five bucks and i got it and i did a set and it was like it was interesting how long how long was your set five minutes five five for four minutes that's crazy i think it was five minutes five bucks five minutes and someone may correct me but and this is like, in los angeles this is in la yeah five. that's the only time i could do stage time i i tried i have friends out there yeah and i tried to get shows and i asked in advance but then when i got there my friend made me realize that out-of-town guest spots are very difficult in la really because there's so much competition and thirst for yeah. people that move to LA yeah that like they're trying to get on the show it's tough to be like oh this comic from Toronto is coming so we gave him a spot it's like I've been you know what I mean yeah. there's it's 40 like people that, it's, been like, be- it's like that in Canada 
not to the degree of uh, LA and New York where it's like I, I think New York there's so many spots that maybe that culture doesn't no no exist. I'm saying it's like that in Canada where it's like let's say I'm going to Edmonton from Toronto and I want stage time yeah your priority because oh, you're yeah, from exa- out of town. you're from Toronto yeah that'd be like but going- that's also because you're upgrading like if you're going from Toronto if you're going to- from LA to Detroit yeah. you're getting on stage and yeah. you're like trying to get in the Detroit scene yeah you're probably gonna get on stage that's what it is you come from a a, a hub city yeah that's right? what it is that's what it is. If you're going into a hub city trying to get at it, like that'd be like, yo, like you, my boy's coming up from St. Thomas, man. Can you get a guest spot on your show? <laughs> yeah. nah, dog. I'm here from Sudbury, man. Yo, this guy's blowing up the scene <laughs> yeah, in Barrie, yeah. Ontario. <laughs> yeah, nah, bro, I'm booked tonight, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just savage. But if you say uh, he's from, uh, he's a New York comic. Yeah. Chances are people will be like, uh, yeah, probably like the six, seven. Yeah, yeah, I could probably yeah. get you well, know. What the I mean? LA He's this guy from LA is killing it. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. You almost don't want to say no. It's just crazy how you <laughs> attach LA or New York to anything and it immediately makes it sound more official. Legit, yeah. Like dude, like like you go like New York style pizza and you go or steak. Oh, New York a steak. Strip. A New York strip. New York cheesecake. Yeah. Just you know, it's just cheesecake. Fuck that. <laughs> get that get that garbage cake. out of my face. But then, it's actually great though. It is. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and the New York strip steak is terrific cut. But I also, I was at No Frills the other day, and they had, No Frills is a grocery store for people who don't live in they know. Toronto. But dude, Imagine was, a place where you just, you're done with the frills. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, I just need a bottom of the barrel no, groceries. It's like, it's like no name. It's like yeah. the no name in a warehouse. They had like New York style cheesecake in the frozen section. And I was like, yo, you can't call... And no name cheesecake New York <laughs> yeah. to make it more. I was like, there's gotta be some sort of regulation for what you can add New York or 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 Detroit also is another one. Detroit style pizza, you know. For a couple of things. Chicago Detroit style is just pizza. for a couple of things. And Chicago is is better than Detroit. But yeah. you're right, for LA and New York, it's almost across the board. Yeah. You can say it's a it's a New York business school. But it's also like comics come down here to Toronto from LA and they're like, Man, we're from LA. Yeah, they're and then everyone everyone's like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah. he's from LA, but yeah. in my I'm like in my head I'm like, dude, there are garbage comics in LA yeah. as well. There's garbage yeah. comics everywhere. Way more garbage com I mean you know? I'm not talking about the ratio, but numbers there are way more garbage comics in LA than comics in Toronto, probably. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Period. You know, there what I mean? are good comics, and I know a of lot course. of I know amazing of comics from Los, An- La- but Los like, Angeles. But there's like, but just it, they come. They, there's probably a couple of thousand comics in that area trying to make it. Of course, and like, uh, you know, eight, eight to five hundred trying to like compete for like getting into feature yeah, work and absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, and like a hundred like real headliners, you know, yeah, or yeah. a couple hundred. Dude, I know. I like. There's there's a there's a couple of good dudes, man. That I that when I go to LA, they uh they they're hilarious comics they're uh just like hu- their hustle so different man they i love we, it bro yeah we hustle to try to get onto like bigger shows or try to maybe get like small parts in movies or shows whereas like they their hustle is different man their hustle's trying i think it's also because it is the hub of entertainment their opportunity like they get better opportunities like what's what's our glass ceiling here like getting on a canadian tv the show the boys the boys, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, um, or, or like, uh, like just for laughs, maybe. Oh, like, like as a comedian or as an actor? Both. Like both, our top like, show is like, is the boys even? I think it's American, but filmed here. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, Canadian. man. So 
Yeah. I don't even know. Exactly. The ceiling is v- way lower than America is the point. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the whole appeal of America, it's that no ceiling place yeah. for this type of entertainment. Of course. That's where you go over to the arena. That's the main arena of the world. Yeah. And there is no ceiling. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, man. I think it's also when like you look at the way comics in L.A. hustle, they're always looking for opportunity. Like there's always networking happening. Like I remember just it's, going to this bar. It's very with, fake. It kind of is. Very fake. It kind of is, man. It, I, it oozes, bro. We There's went to no this bar. It. We went to this bar, and the bartender that was there was a comedian. The guy that I was with was a comedian. We were meeting up with another comic, who was bringing two girls. But the two girls they weren't bringing just to like you know two girls. They were bringing these two girls because they worked for like NBC or something like that. So, it's all like. So it was it was almost constructed in such a way. They're like, oh, you want to go to this bar? Okay, and then they get there coincidentally the guy behind the bar is a comic the two other guys i'm with them are, and they're on dude they're like oh yeah how about that, 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 that. <laughs> yeah 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 cracking up of the girls they're on. and dude i'm sitting there i'm like i don't there's no space for me in this conversation because you're <laughs> yeah. just so i'm just like i'm hanging out you know and uh it was like a business meeting but they made it seem it was like, like a, a date hangout. interview yeah. type vibe thing right yeah man where it was, uh, where it's like Everyone has a vested interest. It's like all like a um, business relation type th- dealings. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And these girls were cool. Like, dude, anytime one of those girls turned around to talk to me and find out more about me and they were like interested, a comic would just. Yeah. Oh, Mo, he's a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Let dude, me tell you something dude, about dude, dude. Mo. Okay? So, so I remember. So I remember. So Mo like was there. But like, you know, I showcased for just for, like I, I got on this festival and like, dude, when what? Man, this reminds me when I was working on this show uh, two years ago, you know, you're like. Are you just sandwiching in your credits to take the spotlight back on you? And for me, I'm not a guy that chases. And maybe yeah. that's a fault because I should be chasing a little more. But I just I don't I don't chase girls, man. I don't chase I don't chase like jobs, maybe, but like if it's for me, then yeah. But if it's for opportunities, yeah, yeah. I keep dignity, man. Oh, hundred percent. I I know. I, I, it I don't. In your favor. I I won't it's the sell Sebastian my, model. Yeah, I won't sell my soul to the devil just to get a like. To get a, an opportunity. Like, I'm good with where I am. I'm happy, you know? And where I am is a product of how hard I've worked. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think that I deserve more than what I have. Yeah, yeah. Merit will, like, the universe will uh, dish you what you're ready to receive type of thing. Exactly. Right? When you put your time in, the next door opens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Hart said on that Rogan uh, episode, I don't know if you listened to it. Yeah. He said, yeah. life has a game-like quality to it. And I couldn't agree more. Right? Yeah. Sometimes you can knock on the door, the door that you're not quite at, knock hoping they just open it. But in reality, if you just do the time and stay in it, you get to that level and it opens, you know? Absolutely. Or you could just be like, yo, 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 I'm like four years in, but I'm trying to get a show for some reason. Not thinking that trying to like drastically, drastically accelerate the projection of this career could actually have a huge burnout effect here. Oh, of course. I man. don't have the skill foundation to support what might happen here. And that's all I'm like knocking toward that. But in LA, I felt that a lot. It was a lot more coke than I thought. I knew coke, but like New York's got. Uh, I knew that New York was cokey, but like I was surprised still. Like well, maybe it's just people, the age. A group. lot of people doing cocaine in those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when in one when, when I was there. Mm. Now with the people I, I like was crashing with and stuff like that. Man, mm. I was hanging out with this one dude who I met in the comedy uh, in San Francisco comedy. It's like some guy from. Uh, 
He's like grew up super Mormon in some uh, from Utah, Salt Lake City. This guy named Jackson. So he's from the hub. Yeah, Jackson Richard Banks. He's like from Salt Lake City. Yeah, exactly the hub. But anyways, now he's in LA. He's like some like fucking like way out there like video maker. He's been making videos on YouTube, just the open market of YouTube. Yeah. For like over ten years, and like he's a comic too, and he's like a funny comic. He's like a very eccentric guy. You know what I mean? Like the type of guy who has. It, that yeah. it thing, right? Yeah. And he's just like, I went chill with this guy. Like his whole life, it, they're constantly making something. He's editing like nine things at a time. He's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're always going. They're yeah, he's always not on. F- at all worried about trying to make something for money. He's not worried yeah. about a job at all. He's literally taking like a. He'll be like, yo, like I left my like food stamp or something like that. Yeah. And I'll like get a thing. Not to put him out there, but I'm saying like. A hundred percent of those times in the art, and I'm like, bro, this guy's like, yeah, they're not. These level. are the people that are not knocking on doors and will be the next people. This, this is the next name. But for me, I think it's more in, like it's about the joy of doing it, and it's about the comfort of doing it, and and um, like, like I started doing comedy because I like to make people laugh, and at some point during my career, it turned from I enjoy making people laugh to how can I make this career go further, Yeah. right? So I got into it like, ah, oh, man, I like making my boys laugh. I like making audiences laugh. Let me do this. Yeah. But then at some point, I was like, all right, well, now I know I'm good at it. So how do I make money? Yeah. So how do I capitalize on this? And you get into that mindset and, and depending on who you are, but sometimes I think that could be problematic because what tends to happen is now you're just focused on this being a career and it's and your mind is always going okay what's the opener what's the closer like what should i oh that could be a joke that could be a joke and you're looking always looking for the next punchline always trying and at some point i felt like i was starting to lose the 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 like i'm not liking it anymore yeah like like it's become I, so I, much work yeah and i'm and i'm loving being on stage and i'm loving telling jokes but i'm not loving the the other side the, yeah. the always looking for opportunities what's going on here what's going on there <laughs> it was it just seemed like it was like overwhelming so yeah. then i so now i remember i was in montreal doing a weekend of shows with uh with norm and you know our buddy and and a couple of other comics and it just hit me i was like you know what I'm not going to keep doing that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to doing this and really enjoying it and really having fun with it. And and if things take off, then they take off. But I'm going to make it on my terms. Yeah. I'm not going to try to pander for like the ethnic networks. I'm not going to try to pander for all these TV. Yo, oh, so you guys are looking for clean ethnic comedy. Okay, <laughs> well, actually, my uh, my name is Mo, but my actual name is Muhammad. Yeah. And you know, and I try yeah. to play the brown card. I'm like, and oh, I'm, man. I'm, an, and I'm a nerd. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that is me. And if I choose to talk about it, then I'm choosing to talk about it. But so many Arab shows that I've been booked on have been like, me and four other Arab comics and every yeah. comic goes up is like, oh, are you ever eating shawarma <laughs> yeah. and you drop the hummus and, oh, I got hummus on my shirt. Uh, you know, hummus problems, hashtag hummus problems. Yo, that's right? Abdullah, Abdullah, man. You're he like, kills. You're like, dude, Yo, he's I'm tired right of these now. shows, bro. I can't keep doing this. Like, and then I get up and I'm talking about living here. I'm talking about something other than that. And the audience is like frowning. I'm like, well, because you guys got four, yeah. four textbook Picture perfect Arab comics with yeah. you know, so you expect me to fit in that mold. And like I'm the not, exact I'm not comics about it, at man. the wedding. 
Yeah. Wedding comics. Yeah, wedding dude. comics, like a collection of wedding uh, comics. And then uh, and then a, a comic like on a show. Yeah. It's like one of them, uh, you almost seem like aggressive. And why is that guy so aggressive and mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's the comic. They're all just like. The, yeah. <laughs> my wife. Uh, yeah. Mm. Airplane food. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, nah, yeah, exactly. man, I can't. Anything hacky like that, it just gives me shivers. I can't. Uh, like, I can't, dude. It gives me chills. Yeah, man, you're you're so right. And uh, this is like we were just talking before the podcast that uh, it's such a it's such a wild west of an industry with zero. But there's like five. If you get into comedy, there's like five books, six books, a couple of them on how to write jokes and like a couple of them on like the industry, maybe. And like some biographies like Steve Martin and this and that. Mm -hmm. Right. But besides that, it's just kind of like, yo, go out. Keep doing as much as you can. Get funny. And then when you get funny, hopefully people will see you. And the ones who run shows that always have people, they will start booking you. And then you'll be constantly doing shows that always have people. And then the clubs will be interested. And then you'll constantly have club work. And so it's like, okay, so this is the idea they preach you. But you keep doing the thing. And sometimes those steps where they're like, and then they'll acknowledge you doesn't happen. Yeah. And yep. it's supposed to happen in a year or two and you're four or five years or whatever into it. Yeah. I mean, it depends on who you are. People work at different speeds. Like some people have a natural talent for it. Like Chappelle. Chappelle 100%, was that But is. Chappelle like, also started when he was 14. But that's what I mean, right? And bro, uh, his first comedy special, Killing Them Softly, he was 27. Yeah. Think about that. That's 13 but years. But he was on stand- Just for Laughs at like 19. Oh, yeah, because he was like, um, like he was a, a, he's he was a prodigy. A yeah. He's a prodigy. No one's like Yeah, him. but you no can do, like you know how it is with Just for Laughs. You just need a seven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm not trying to, Dave yeah. Chappelle is like, uh, no, no, yeah, 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 I'm not trying to belittle <laughs> Dave Chappelle yeah, at like, so all. So you get a seven and yeah. then you're bigger than Dave Chappelle. That's yeah, but it's like, <laughs> I did that. That's what took me so long. That's <clears> almost stopped me from doing comedy for so long. What? Is thinking that some people were... Just like, yeah, I'm not a comedian. It's God's, like Dave Chappelle, God level comedian that can only do it. But the truth is, his first special, he didn't release until 13 years into the game. Yeah. Which is so common. Like, that is tried and true, straight up years. It's not like he dropped that when he was like five years in and we were just like, we can't even make sense of it. No. That's actually more Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, when he dropped his shit, he wasn't that long into the game. No. And he dropped like an hour that was like a historic hour, you know? Two or yeah, three. Delirious actually. and Raw. Delirious well, Round, then there's like a third one. That right? no one remembers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was still good. Like he's. He but was he hilarious. wasn't like grinding forever. And like, no. from what I understand, he just had it. You know what? It, a lot of this, his special was attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like he had that attitude figured and out. He was on SNL at that point. He was too, just like, right? he was, he was almost, in my mind, like on that. He was more of like that thing where it's like that tells normal guys, okay, don't fuck with this in path. He was like Kevin Hart when Kevin Hart started blowing up. And yeah, Kevin I Hart think he now, did even he faster. Bigger, yeah. yeah, he was because that was back at a time where the, I think there weren't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of black stars. And he came up and he was so clearly understanding like the nuance of white culture too. Yeah. And he came from, and he was, could sing, he could dance, he could do everything, and he was smart, and he knew how to make white people laugh. Of course, that he just shot through everything, right? And black people loved him. <laughs> you know <laughs> to what I mean? Find that balance is That's difficult, man. Tough. It's not easy. That's tough. Chappelle used to say he used to have, like, uh, I forget what comic said, but Chappelle used to have trouble in the black rooms because mm-hmm. he came up in the white rooms. Yeah, Chappelle came up in like the white circuit of uh, DC. 
Oh yeah. 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 You yeah. Know? So it's like Well that's how, I think that's kind of the natural progression of a comedian where you you start out not like you might be kind of funny when you start out, but nobody really starts out that funny. No. It's very very small percentage. Maybe a show here and there is hilarious, yeah. but like so then you start out and then you start being funnier to just your demo, like your neighborhood, you know, like your life. Like yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. Toronto funny. Your people, what, yeah. Like I remember being like Scarborough funny. Any, <laughs> anytime I performed in Scarborough, I killed. Yeah. But I go downtown and I bomb. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? Dude, I just drove 20 minutes. I kill. I was getting applause breaks and now it's like people are hating me. Like hate. <laughs> yeah, like, not even like he's not funny. Like, yeah. yo, I want to fight this guy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw hands right now, so <laughs> so then eventually oh, I go okay, God. all right. So I'm I gotta get Toronto funny, and then you become Toronto funny, and you go okay. Well, now I want to be Ontario funny, cause then you go to, you know, an hour and a half outside of Toronto in those small ass towns. Yeah, and you're not doing well. Yeah, and you're like Your shit's that doesn't make sense. And I'm like three four years in. I'm like, how am I still not doing well? And then you start to realize, you go oh. The recipe is to really be universal, like to be funny in any situation, like any of those great comedians, any, uh, you know, they're funny. It like they, they can kill it in Toronto, wherever they, are. they can kill it yeah. in Africa, yeah, they can kill they it are. in Europe. Yeah. So to be universal like that is, is really a big part of the game. And when you start out, you just think, oh, funny, like I got to be funny. It's like, no, man, you got to be likable. People have to look at you talk and be like, you know what? Actually, I'm enjoying listening to him talk or listening to her talk. Yeah, otherwise it's a, a, a an upcurrent like yeah. swim, you know? Some of these comedians that are like big comedians that are established now will release specials and the specials are trash, but they're huge because, you know, they're likable. Yeah. So in terms of joke, joke content, it's not that funny. Your likability can take a lot of the weight. Of course. Yeah. So like just, Patton Oswalt's recent special. Yeah, I, I yeah. haven't seen which it. Which I actually liked. And was he had funny? a bit he had a bit in there about Denny's, which watch it for that bit on and it's one of his closing bits. Yeah. It's the fun you've been to Denny's, right? Of course. Bro, it is <laughs> it is the funniest thing. <laughs> it is the most accurate bit about Denny's. <laughs> he bro, he wrote this bit. If, uh, it's called I forget what the special is called 50 minutes or I don't know I, I forget know. what it's I love everything or something like yeah that. yeah yeah Patton Oswalt loves everything or something but yeah that closer on Denny's bro is fucking amazing but the point is that a lot of it you could tell was his diehard it wasn't they didn't give tickets away these are Patton Oswalt fans that came to this taping yeah so it's like you see with Dalia's recent specials, it's like I'm taping in front of my direct audience because yeah. the way this shit is killing it's just like I'm just doing my thing now. Yeah. It's like well, ah. he's, is a whole other story with he's been in the media right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't okay, man, that's bullshit about that too. You think so? Like I no no no. If they're underage just and if sure he did spo- anything. Make sure the sponsors get there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drink Evian water. <laughs> I was telling Mo we're doing the reverse uh ad <laughs> scheme here on the immigrant section. We plug things first and then we follow up with the manufacturers. Yeah, such disrespect to Biggie's face yeah, too. Exactly. You're like, yeah. Evian. Evian by Biggie Smalls. <laughs> what was yeah, I even saying? You were talking about uh, Dalia. Oh, yeah, man. It's the, bullshit. He sent text to some girl that, and they showed the picture of her. She looked, you don't know what the age is. She looked like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Turns out she was possibly 17 at the time. But we're acting like uh, people in their bios of Instagram just have their age. 17. Mm. You know what I mean? 
Did she you don't have know. A, did she have her age? No, 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 no. So he just. And they didn't show that. If that was the case, then it's like, okay, if that was her thing at the time, this is a tough case for you. Mm. But like they show, she shows his DMs and stuff like that. She doesn't how, say anything. How did they meet? He just slid in her DM. He goes, I found you. They showed the screenshots of the DM. He's like, what does he say? For the main one that ended up being 17, possibly. So all these allegations came of him doing like Epstein. It suddenly it's like Dalia Epstein. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's like he texted a girl that was possibly 17. Is what it but is. But I thought it was a couple. Of it was a couple, but a couple of like him being. Uh, I don't know if they were all underage stuff or him just being like, "Yo, what's up? I'm in town," type of thing. Mm, Do you mm. know what I mean? More of like using his like uh, celebrityness. Yeah. Which is whatever. That's on the side. But for that girl. He slides in the DM. He goes like, I just, he goes, what did he say? He goes, I randomly stumbled on your account and I'm, and I'm messaging you now. Is that bad? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's just like you trying to run game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just game. But yeah. you would, you would expect something more respectable from somebody of oh, that yeah, status. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, he's not, like, you're... you're Bro, you're, he was 36 at the time of doing this. So even if she's 18, I'm yeah. like, bro, it's a scumbag. It's like, come on. Like, yeah. You, I mean, hey, whatever, do your thing. But I just don't think of him being like painted as a po- a pedophile or this or that. No, that's it's just him being a shitty character and really trying mm-hmm. to get laid on the road uh, by like celebrity means. It's yeah. more of what it is. It's a stink on things. I don't know, man. I think he it's crazy because it sounds like he's canceled and it looks like he's like he's just kind of like I think he's weathering the storm because what, so? what he did is definitely less than Louis. Right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Right? Was, did he just DM them? Did, was there anything that was done no. with these girls? There's, that's the only proof. Actually, I don't even know. I don't know. I, I didn't read fully into this thing. I mean, there's got to be. If he, if I just know DMs, he tweeted then... a very like lawyer statement. I, I have never been knowingly involved with any underage thing, like yeah. using the word but knowingly. But then at the end. <laughs> yeah, when you see knowingly, you're like, at, oh, fuck, a lawyer. At the end, he's like, I am so sorry. You know, it was like, hold on, so you're apologizing, yeah, which exactly. is, I get the apology. It's a lawyer move. <laughs> but if you didn't do anything wrong, then why are you apologizing? Yeah, but again, uh, it's like the climate. It's just, the ac- well, that's what it is. The accusation's enough, right? Yeah, he's saying, if she was 17, if I DM'd a 17-year-old girl accidentally, yeah, my bad. Is That's not against the law. Nothing happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nothing happened in the thing. That's if she was 17, okay, if we hooked up and she was 17, that's a whole court case. That's a different thing. Well, I happened, don't think that's what they're saying. That I think you're saying he's been t- t- messaging possible underage girls type yeah. thing. Yeah, it happened with Akon a couple years ago. Remember that? Where he was oh, at a black, concert. Was, uh, he was at a concert. He's performing. And then this and girl he dry was dancing. that chick? And she was, she was I like, watched that video. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, she's 15. But dude, you <laughs> see the pictures. Thrown. She looks like she's 25. Yeah, yeah, and right? And he, he took her backstage. He took her backstage. And oh, I, I mean, see that part. There's no, well, there's no evidence. <laughs> yeah, there's no video. There's no, there's, I think there's video of just her grinding up on him. Yeah. And then he just, after the show, apparently he took her backstage and hung out with her. There's no... Not, no one's ever come up with any proof that anything happened, but obviously it was in the media because she was 15, and you don't know. But I'm like, as an artist, like, 
You I, have to also try to think ahead. You can't be that stupid to just pick any. Not that it's stupid to pick a girl and dance on her, because at the time, this was at the height of his of career. Akon. And Akon was big. And he was, and he was, yeah, he was a huge celebrity, and he it was, was like two thousand eight. He was cut. When man. was this? Two thousand seven. Something like that, you yeah. know. But yeah, then, his whole really... fucking album cover was that. Yeah, abs. Yeah, so, <laughs> abs from Senegal. So girls, yeah, <laughs> Senegalese abs. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, that's a guy, though, that even though I like to rip on him, uh, he's done a lot of good, man. I had no idea. I actually read into this recently. He's done he's a like lot of good. He's like the guy in Senegal. Dude, he's, he's the like, guy in Africa. Oh, that big? He's, Dude, he's, I just know he's taking care of shit in that country. Like, he could be president. Course. He's providing electricity for, like, uh, this huge, I don't know if it was just a specific country or a couple of countries, but he provided, like, electricity to them. He's he's doing a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, the yeah. guy that's doing good with. That's his why you don't money. hear his name anymore. He's out there making a, like an he's actual doing difference. Doing good things. Doing good. No one talks about good shit. No, but that's how you know he's a good dude. Exactly. Man. The guys that this is what kills me, man. And you see this on Instagram all the time. Is that those guys that I'm like, yo, man, this homeless guy is so hungry. Yo, check this out. Oh, that's yo, the worst. yo, homeless guy. You hungry, homeless guy? Yeah. All right, yo, here's racks, man. Yeah. Here's ten G's, and the homeless guy's got no teeth. Oh my god, heck yeah. is Oh, and, and, and then, he's ODing in eight minutes <laughs> yeah, and, in the same alley. you're like, just showing this guy in his worst form and you're showing that you're a piece of garbage for not being able to do a good deed and without not, coverage, not yeah. televising yeah. it. I mean, like, look at how good I am. TikTok is the your... TikTok. You see the worst of that. It's oh, like I the guy held it, the camera dude. on the homeless dude and he's writing. He's narrating it. I saw this man today. So I went in the store and he's like grabs a thing. Yeah. And he puts the arm. <laughs> on the thing the counter and he grabs it and he's handing it to the guy with the phone uh, that's the shittiest thing imagine handing dude. the food the help the aid while you're recording it that's the most shittiest to me like, that's worse that's society that's, that's worse like, than not giving him exactly it is. don't give it to him yeah dude. exactly because at like, this point you're this berating thing right this there guy with the hand where you're getting it all in one yeah, shot POV. is the most <laughs> Yeah, it's the most now disgusting, fucked up, ethical oh, shit. I get so mad, man. I get so mad when people are televising. And it has so deeds. many likes and it goes viral. That's oh. They're like, whoa, look at this selfless act. Well, it's they're going fishing. Viral. This guy's fishing. <laughs> this guy's life is, 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 is missing something. And he's filling the void in his life by being like, look at how good I am. Yeah. And here's, you know. It so. blows my mind that some people don't have like the the like the know that yo that's uh, how does that that that's the worst like do i want to be this is the bottom like this it's is crazy. a dweller you this know is, what i mean i'm telling you man this a is leech why, you're like a leech on fucking empathy so i took off all social media off my phone man i'm not doing it for i'm not promote it's covid so i'm not promoting shows yeah so I'm, i just took it off man by the way i respect if, you bro but check out my tiktok at yo, check out this guy's tiktok <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of me, check bro, out his uh, TikTok. No, I, I'm gonna cut yeah. your shit. You won't see it, but you're gonna have videos. Uh, bro, I'm gonna watch me cut a video of you being like, "I'm off Instagram," and it gets nothing Instagram uh. plugs. Look, I've, as soon as I went off Instagram, I'm on YouTube. I, <laughs> you know, it just gets cut. I'm on YouTube, so you can find me on YouTube. I'm still yeah. on Facebook, but I'm just not on Instagram, man. And I took it off my. You know what, man? This COVID has been so interesting because the first month. I was going insane. I'm very extroverted. I'm always out doing shows almost every night. I'm always keeping busy seeing this person that like I'm just a person who's always out of the house. Yes, you understand? Same. So so the first month that I had to stay in the house, I was going ballistic. I was going nuts. 
little things, man. Because the thing is, I was like, you start to notice that because our lives are so busy, a lot of the things that you're supposed to be dealing with yourself, you don't. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to be dealing with this thing internally, but what am I going to do? Ah, yo, let me just go hammer out a set. Let me go try out some new jokes. Yeah. <laughs> let me get some self, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, like uh, acknowledgement. Like, yeah. let me get love. Let me get, let me some, get some recognition, yeah. and then I come home and I feel good about myself. Yeah, and you don't have to address this. But enough. I've completely yeah. avoided the thing that I'm supposed to think about. Yeah. So then what I started to do is after that month i'm like all right i'm gonna start looking inside instead of trying to dodge it by doing other because i was trying to keep myself busy but i was like nah man i'm gonna face this head on in addition to that it was ramadan so i was fasting i wasn't doing anything at all i was just trying i wasn't getting because in ramadan you can't get mad you can't do anything so i'm just like you can't swear Mm -hmm. i cut out swearing so i just dude and I faced it head on and it broke me hard, man. I went into this weird place in my mind where I was just discovering things about myself, certain insecurities, certain things that I've never dealt with for years, you know? And then I was like, and then I started working out, man. I was working, I still am, I'm working out every day and like trying to eat clean and, you know, working out during Ramadan was a whole other thing because you're yeah. fasting all day. You That's eat. just willpower. Oh, That's buddy. all willpower. That month, I think that was one of the most uh, impressive months of my life because I was just fasting. I was praying and I was getting I was getting in shape, eating clean. Dude, I was jacked. And I'm still, I'm not right now. You can't tell because I'm sitting in this weird Buddha angle. So it's just, but dude, I, from what I was to what I That's amazing, man. What did you take, like when Ramadan ended and you were eating back. Yeah. And like you still have the after effects of all of it, right? Yeah. You know what you took from it? Do you know like what, uh, once we all go back to regular Mm -hmm. and it's not COVID anymore. Yeah. What you'll go into it like, did you find... Did you, was it anything stand-up related that you were like, I want to do more, I want to do less, I'm going in the right direction? Was uh, it just more like very personal? Like This was personal, man. Yeah. This was beyond stand-up. Like, I think because for like the past... Existentialism. Well, for the past 10 years, stand-ups consumed my life. Yeah. So okay. it was all about the next joke, the next show, the next showcase. Oh, this festival is going to happen, so I got to send my tape. I got to make sure I have a tight seven. I got, you know, and I was just like, to get a break from all that, and also working as a teacher, like to get a break from that too... I took a break from every. It was so interesting when COVID happened because everything I had worked so hard for had come to a, to a halt. So it's like stand up for ten years, stop. And, and would halt. never. There's no really almost no other circumstance. Uh, dude, the almost pandemic. to a month. It was like March was ten years. I was planning on recording like an hour, and I was like, "This is a ten year. This is going to be a stamp. You know, a decade of doing this. I'm gonna just go ahead and." you know, put something down. I was starting to work things out and I was like, this is good. Work was all right. Like I had just, you know, this is my first year of teaching full time. So I was like, all these things were popping off in my life. And then COVID happened and it was like the rug pulled from underneath me. And I was like, holy shit, everything that I worked hard for is gone. Yeah. And I don't know when the next time I'm going to set foot in a classroom will be as a teacher. I don't know when the next time I'll be on a stage will be. So it was it was the worst thing that ever happened, but it was the best thing that ever happened. 
because I was like, I need to take a look on the inside and find fulfillment from within rather than seek it from other, dude, I sit here and I look at my accomplishments about any festivals that I've been on, any shows, I've, any big comedians I've performed with. I look at my accomplishments as a teacher and all the degrees that I have. None of that means shit. None of it means anything, man, because it's all people use it to make themselves feel better. Whereas you're supposed to be making yourself feel better from inside. Yeah, like it starts with, that's, I never, you know, that is one of my regrets. And you know what's funny is, I, I think as I get older, I'll probably end up being fasting some of the Ramadans. I'm in this period of like, I grew up militantly having to fast it. Right. So now I'm like, no, nah, I'm not fasting. I'm doing what I want. You're breaking right? the mold. I'm breaking the mold. Yeah. And I haven't for a couple of years, but still yeah. like... Now it's like it's like what you describe happened to my friend. I see the benefits of it happening. But what the the way I take it on is I've like a couple of years ago I've taken on meditation. So I met, I try to meditate every day. It's great. You know what I mean? And that really helps with essentially that thing of just like you can't keep running from this cuz the same thing happened to me, right? Like I'm literally just facing my own thoughts, my own insecurities whatever day in day out. At the beginning I was like trying to watch all the movies. Yeah. Right. But eventually I got to a point where I'm like feeling pretty good. And I was working out a while. I was going to uh, a Johnny, but I don't know if he's like a personal trainer and he's like, he's got a gym hookup and stuff. So I was actually working out one on one and shit. Nice. But what when the George Floyd thing happened, something weird happened for me oh, as a gosh. black guy. Yeah. I started doing all of the like necessary reading I should have done a long time ago. It's almost like uh, informing yourself of like the context of being black in America specifically. Of course, but Canada run is a runoff of that culture so yeah. much. You'd be stupid to think otherwise, of course, right? Of it's the course. same shit here, pretty much. Yeah, but like, bro, I, I reading, watching the documentaries, like you know, like on Sam Cooke, Malcolm X, Fela Kuti in the like seventies, like James Baldwin, you know, like. Just reading, reading, reading. James and like, Baldwin's an amazing person. Amazing man. person and author. I just got his book, uh, The Fire, next time. And I just re it's two essays. So I went, good, I man. bought it because I had to put on hold in the Toronto Library. I'm like, fuck it. I bought it, read it that day. And then I just reread the first essay. He's an amazing writer. Yeah. And like, I almost, you know, I had this weird thought that like there, there wasn't, I was like very uh, naive now that I realize it. And I, and I, take it head on is that i thought that the reason maybe black culture didn't accelerate after jim crow fell maybe the reason they didn't accelerate is black people weren't being ambitious enough and maybe it took a couple generations for us to be as well spoken and as well this and as well that as as white people because they were so historically fucked up and disenfranchised but yeah. then when i read james baldwin i realized there's this smarter person than i am right now in 1940s harlem you know what i mean yeah and like single achievements or single intellect could not overcome the fucked up society of that time. And it's amazing to find this person that was like, I'm like moved by his writing. Oh, yeah. He's an amazing writer. Incredible. And what he saw was his stories were like really incredible. And uh, just coming across that and just being like, that's crazy. They never teach you about this. You never I've never even heard this name no. until I went in the deep, like reading about like um uh, 
the new Jim Crow, the new slavery is now just mass incarceration. Yeah. Right? Of course. Because in, they don't have to call you nigger anymore. They just got to call you felon. Yeah. And now you have the exact same set it's of equivalent. You're standard. locked up. You can't vote. You, you can't, can't do vote. Anything. You can't get welfare. You can't get housing. It's yeah. the same thing. Just do the frisk search for all the teens in the ghetto areas. Yeah. Someone's going to have weed. We'll get them in the system quick. Yeah. And we make money by every inmate that goes in because it's a privatized prison. It's just like slavery. And Dude, like, it's brutal, man. It's brutal. I, I can't. That's the problem also with, I mean, look, the, the curriculum that most school boards go by, whether it be in Canada or the States, is, is beneficial and it's, it's very good, but there needs to, there needs to be more done uh, with respect to learning about different cultures, with respect to learning about life, with respect to learning about yourself. Because I think a lot of it is like, okay, so we need to make sure you're good at math. Yeah, right. Because math is a big part of life. I get it, you know. You want to be able to count things. You're buying oranges. If you don't know how many oranges to buy, what are you just looking at a pile of oranges? You don't know. So it's like you need to know certain basics. But at the same time, it's like I think that in my childhood, there wasn't enough that was done for me to figure out who I am. Like I know who I am. I obviously know who I am, but I'm saying like – self-reflection self-reflection in terms of like what your hobbies are what kind of person are you my brother my brother was a phenomenal soccer player to this day he is he's a bigger guy but he's a beast he's so good man his footwork is unreal he's very skilled he can shoot he can pass he's got a good eye for his team like what he's one of the best and when he was younger he was in high school um he wasn't doing too good academically so he would skip school. We had a soccer field across the acro- across the high school that we went to. Okay. And it was like one of those indoor ones, like indoor soccer arenas. Okay, okay, yeah. And he made friends with a guy that owns it or the superintendent or whatever. My brother would skip class to go by himself and play soccer. And that's would, like, that's love, yeah. That's dude. And and that's he would come level. home and that's the some Michael Jordan shit. Dude. dude, my my dad would get a call from the principal and he'd be like, "Hey, uh, so Ahmed wasn't in class today for fourth period for third and fourth." My dad would go, "Oh, so immediately he thinks my brother's A doing drugs, yeah. B he's with a girl <laughs> he's a pimp. or he's, he's a doing pimp. Yeah. yeah, doing something that's not supposed to be done." So then he would just like he would give him shit. He'd be like, you know, are you are you doing drugs? Are you did we just slave to bring you to Canada for you to do drugs and and hang out with girls? My brother, he was he, my brother. He's always been good with ladies, but he wasn't. He at that time he wasn't going to hang out with a girl. He's obsessed with soccer. Obsessed with it, man. This guy. When I went into high school, because he's five years older. Yeah. When I went into high school after him. He had paved the road so well that other dudes were like, yo, are you Ahmed's brother? And I was like, yeah, look, all right, yo, you're mini Ahmed. They were calling me mini Ahmed for like, like a yeah, good okay. year. <laughs> yeah. And they would have stories about it. He was a legend. That's they're like, amazing. They're like, yo, did you know that your brother one time scored a goal from the center of the field? And I was like, what? And teachers were telling me this. Are you Ahmed's little brother? Your brother scored a goal from the center of the field. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, my brother. The janitor comes up. Are you Ahmed's brother? Yeah, Yeah, I know. He scored a uh, field. No, he owes me $40. (laughs) Tell him I'm still waiting on it. (laughs) Dude, he would would put. I remember the day he came home, he told me that. He goes, yo, man, I, uh. I scored a sick goal today. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, man, from the center of the field. I was like, okay. Yeah, right, bro. And he's like, no, man, I did. And I was like, all right. So I heard about it for years. 
but I never actually got any proof. When I went to high school, he was a legend, dude. He was a legend. And he you, was a legend. You Teacher know, how legends he, work too. As soon as you leave that school, it doubles. Yeah, man. <laughs> as soon as you're not there, still, yeah. the stories double. That's how oh, they go. Oh man, and also the fact that he wasn't <laughs> right. <laughs> he wasn't a good student. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they made him, dude. They made him like they banned him from playing on the soccer team. Because his marks were bad. Oh, actually. They took that away from him. He was a great soccer player. He had a gift of being an amazing soccer player. But they're like, because you're not performing well in the academic you're not subjects. you doing math. Yeah, you're not playing. Imagine That's that, a, man. Imagine the potential that yeah. this guy could have had. Yeah. But they took that away from him because his marks weren't on point. And that right there is, I think, is some form of like... And not discrimination, but you're 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 forcing someone to do something that's not natural to them. Yeah. Like, look, I'm a good like I can make people laugh. I'm a comedian, but you take me, you put me, uh, you give me a scalpel, and then you ask me to do heart surgery. Like, I'm not the guy for that. <laughs> yeah. Not even that extreme. You ask me to give somebody an injection. I'm not the guy for that. <laughs> like, it's not in me, dude. I tell jokes and I can teach people lessons. Life. And math lessons, I could teach you all sorts of lessons, but you you can't you can't. Would they still do that now in the curriculum as you know it? Um, Would they still know. take like a sh a, a, a sports? Because I know in the states the culture is not like that, especially no. for like football, basketball. Any sports. The, the yeah, they respect it over academics. They're like, yeah. just figure out the math. We'll tutor him. We'll tutor him. Yeah. this kid can't get off the team. Oh, dude, we He's went to we went scoring to, four touchdowns a game. Yeah, we went yeah. to. I can honestly give you a solid review of every tutoring house in Toronto. Like my mom took me and my brother to all these two because we were just we weren't stupid kids. Like we weren't dumb kids. Right. It wasn't like we were smart, but that's the problem is like, I don't think kids are dumb. There's no dumb kid. There's just kids that are uninterested in whatever it is that you're giving them. But the second you give them something that they are interested in, you've got their attention. So as long like to be a good teacher, you got to find out what your kids are interested in, the kids you're teaching, and then f go from that interest into what you want to teach. You don't just go, all right, two times two is four. Yeah. You know, like you just go, no, okay, so what do you, you know, you're playing on a, on a, you like basketball, you're playing on a basketball team, all right? Let's say you're going, you're playing two on two. How many people is that? Okay, two on two. So like two people, two times, right? Two on two. Okay. So what if it's three people? So that's two on three, you know, or three oh. on three, or three on three on <laughs> two, right? Or three, like you just kind of try to tie it into different things. And, and I, I yeah man. What year? Is, what year range did you teach? I'm teaching elementary school, so I'm teaching. Oh, that's uh, the, that's last, this past year, I was I was. Is teaching. that harder or like? I feel like morally that's harder, but like mm. physically teaching high school would probably be harder. It, it, but like you have a lot. You have the weight of the fact that you can, like teachers in grade school that I have. Grade school, I have all of my memories of the time that I was a class clown and something happened I didn't let, and yeah. something bad happened, or 9 11 happened in grade five. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> like all these things. And then in high school, I just remember kind of I'm like forming into a person. Mm. You're in a clique. Mm. In grade school, kind of anything can go. So it, I feel like a teacher has a lot more of like. Well, yeah. I mean, you for, I think as an elementary school teacher, you forget. I mean, not you forget, but because you're doing it so regularly every day that you sometimes tend to not think about how huge of an Im an impact you're making with every little thing that you do. And it's you might not see the immediate result, but things you tell these kids 
they're like sponges. It sticks. Everything sticks. So uh, the question of whether it's harder to teach elementary or high school, I think they're both, uh, they both have their own uh, challenges. Like high school, you get into the age of the hormones, the age of now you're hitting puberty. Yeah, the guys, smart ass. The, yeah, the, like, the smart ass remarks. Yeah. The kids that will say things that they will outsmart you. In elementary yeah. school, they outsmart yeah. you. But but it's 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 more uh, you have your arsenal of information is way more full than theirs. So you outsmart them overall they can outsmart you once in a while gotcha but in high school they're just like oh like i don't need you're this. like 80 percent there they yeah. just don't know tax yet yeah and like getting mortgages and besides that you're the same that's <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> or what they're mean? like yeah well tell me when i'm ever going to use algebra and the real answer is as a as any given person there's a good chance you may never use it again but it is in the curriculum and it's something that you the system has decided that you need to learn and I'm just the person here doing my job and teaching that. I think it is beneficial, but do you need to know quadratic functions? Like, yeah, you might not. You know what I mean? So, let me, let me ask you this because we're, we're coming up on an hour fifteen. Yeah, but I, I'm interested about this. Yeah. Like in the grade school curriculum, as you know it, what are things that need to be removed and what are things that need to be added? Man, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that without getting in trouble. But <laughs> All right, thanks for the, yeah, I just got it. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I man, no, no pressure. Like I'm no, not no. looking for like an official thing, but no. I feel like I know in high school they're pretty much like removing like uh, I forget what it's called, like vocational schools, like trade schools. That's mm. kind of dying. That's fizzling out. I don't think so. No. I think that I, from what I understand, uh, understand that's fizzling out and like. Like so, wood shop would fizzle out, mm-hmm. and uh, computer science, extra computer science classes would fizzle in. Yeah, in certain areas. I wonder on the grade school, like what needs to change? Like, are they adding? Are they gonna add like coding stuff? Well, for they they just school? recently changed the math curriculum to add coding. That's that's just a, I think like the earlier because coding is not that difficult. Like the basic. The basic yeah. thing of it can be taught very early to just give your brain that basic understanding of, okay, mm-hmm. this is how this thing works. Mm-hmm. It's not that difficult, right? So I feel like that could actually go into like a grade six, seven, or eight curriculum. Yeah. Like. I mean, I don't think – you know what, man? It, this is the, the, the interesting thing uh, about, the, uh, about the curriculum is that it's always evolving, at least the Ontario curriculum. It's like, you know, we're lucky because – you know, it's subjective. You know, some people might agree with some of the things. Some people might disagree. But it's good because it, they're, they're, you know, I think if anything, it should just be updated regularly. Like not wait a couple of years before updating it. Revisit it every year. And I think people already do that. Like maybe the, the board already does that. But, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what the position is of the person that has to do that. But I'm just saying have material relate to current situations a little more. And, and access to resources. But I will say this. I had the choice between teaching elementary school and high school. And I remember thinking about it. I'm like, do I want to be working with little kids or like mature kids? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was like, not, not that all high school kids are mature kids, but I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go elementary because I was, I, <laughs> I think there was like one week 
where I just noticed at least three videos that went viral of teachers either getting knocked out, <laughs> cho- choked out, or getting beat up. And I can't have that. Yeah. I can't have that, dude. At least in elementary school, you're still a little bigger. So if a kid comes and starts swinging at yeah, you, you got your weight. At you least, can, yeah. you can, you can, you know, you know, redirect them yeah. or keep them at bay. You get knocked out yeah. in high school. But dude, even in like by the time they reach grade eight, they're big kids, yeah, dude. Yeah. They're like. Dude, I know grade eights that are like six two, you know, two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> You're like this kid. If he just one you for swing, breakfast, bro. There's I would be no done. trouble with you at you all. You know, those are the kids that you can't give orders to. Those, yeah. <laughs> ah, Stephen, you crazy? Yeah. You're yeah. like, hey man, you want to? It's like, hey, it's test. You gotta put your books away. It's time for the test. You know, and he's like, I'm not doing like, it. You're like, no, nah, I'm what? looking through. Yeah. No, nah, I'm, I'm not. Like, I'm looking. I'm yeah. cheating on this test. Well, Steven, you really can't. Yeah, he puts his I feet am. up, lights, yeah, a, right? lights a cigarette. Yeah. He's like, all right, man, you can give it to all these other kids, but I'm good. I'm I'm taking a smoke break. But, uh, dude, no, that's, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I saw, have you ever seen that video of Cat Williams getting choked out? Oh, yeah. I love that video. Is dude, that the that's one where he like, gets hit and he, and he pretends like he wanted to be on the ground? Yeah. His choice. He plays off the punch yeah, as if he wanted down, to be. Yeah, he's got grass all like over you're his comfortable. You're like, bro, you got punched down there. <laughs> Don't play it off like you're lounging. I have two, two of my ultimate fears, man, is getting choked out by a little kid in front of a group of people or the video going viral. You have to and quit my, teaching. Yeah. And my second, well, not now. I'm staying elementary. I'm staying the younger grades that can't choke me out. The second fear of mine is getting crossed out in basketball, like in front of an audience. Oh, by a toddler or just by anyone? No, by a toddler. (laughs) No, man. By a toddler, it'd almost be a little easier. Like a protege toddler. Dude, you ever see videos of NBA players? Imagine this. You work so hard your whole life at basketball. Yeah. It's your pride and joy. Yeah. You're the best one in your neighborhood. You're yeah. the best one in your city. Yeah. You make it to the NBA and all of a sudden you're up against Kyrie Irving and <laughs> this guy with the handles just goes left. You go left. He goes right and your ankles snap and you fall like a loser. <laughs> and that replay is played for a decade. It's on ESPN for top best plays. The or day. you're getting dunked on. The yeah. guy's up in the air. His, His balls, balls are in, in your, your face. face. You're like, and and they're always doing this. Yeah, uh, they're like this yeah. guy, dude. And it's a poster. Posterized. They print yeah. out posters That's of a it. And, dude. That's those are two of my ultimate fears. Those are two very legitimate fears. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll end on this. I'll end this episode on my ultimate fear. I'm always afraid if I'm like using a Q-tip in my ear. I'm always afraid that someone will open the door and hit my elbow and stab oh. my friend. That's my ultimate fear. Oh, no. All right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's legitimately my ultimate fear. Dude, Q-tips feel so good, though. Yeah. Right. Dude, it's one of the best things, man. Dude, you, you all, everybody, after the shower, you get out and you just have this moment where the world is just a beautiful place and you're twisting it. And it's yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> for some reason, your left leg is shaking. You're like, this yeah. Q-tip is hitting it, bro. <laughs> uh, dude, this Q-tip is like gay sex. You know? <laughs> you're orgasming. Ah! Mo, why are your ears so clean? I can see your eardrum. I can see your thoughts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Well, man, I fucking appreciate it, bro. Buddy, this has been one of my favorite me, man. This was episodes. Dope. One of the best combos in a while, man. Thank you, man. I Thank don't know you. any teachers besides you, so it's good to. Oh, buddy, it's a pleasure, man. It's uh, a pleasure. Your Instagram is down. I don't know if you have been getting booked on anything. I don't know if you want to. I am. Plug I, got, I mean, I got a show coming up tomorrow. It's like an outdoor patio. Damn, well, the backyard shit don't show Tuesday. So by the time you see this, uh. It might be good. It's my first show in like three months. Yeah, perfect. All right. I did an online show. Second show. Online show. I never did those. Bro, I was too afraid. I thought I'd lose like... I'd lose something in myself. I did. I, I think yeah. I lost something. Yeah, see? It made me. That was your third biggest fear now? <laughs> yeah, like, third biggest fear. To do that again? Online to experience show. that again? Well, you're like, yeah, so um, what's up with the blah, blah, blah? And it's it's brutal, but whatever. Um, uh, But yeah, so I got my show tomorrow, and then um, I'm on YouTube, Mo, Mo Comedy, or Mo is Male Comedy. Uh, uh, on Facebook, I got Moe's Mel Comedy as I'll well. I'll put up your YouTube just because, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's all you need. If you, I'll, I'll link his actual comedy. So. Yeah, I'll be back yeah. on Instagram. I'm at Momo Ismail, but I'm just right now. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, not, right. I love I'm not I promoting love, anything. I love this man. Is the awkward part. Where you're like, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be, I I'll say, I'll but be right back. now is me time. Yeah, I'm right. focusing on this. He's man. Chilling, all right? Yeah. Let's try, bro. It'd be so funny if you're st- if you started teaching high school oh, and you're like man. dodging punches. By day, I'll going, have to, to, going to the club Muay Thai, at night, man. Muay Thai, going, like going to the clubs at night, avoiding bottles. Just like, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing in my life? I'm just avoiding shit all day. Oh, dude. buddy, I want to teach high school. I think I might eventually go up to high school, but I don't know. In my mind, it makes sense to do grade school and then high school because you get the psychology of them younger. Or maybe it's better so. in reverse. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. It's it, dude. It's one of the best careers. I love it. No, I got a lot of respect for teachers, Thank especially you, I have a lot of good teachers in my life that I'm like, yeah, these are. Sick I think teachers. for me, comedy and teaching is just neck to neck, man. They're both such fun careers. Um, I, I, people are like, yeah, but you gotta pick, and I was like, I'm not picking nothing, man. I like both. They both fulfill me. <laughs> that's yeah, and that's the best decision you're making. You that's know? it. There man. is no need to do one. That's no. stupid old shit. What is it? Choose one. No, no. I'll do all the things I like in whatever fucking pie chart time of like however i choose it you know what i do mean? do what you love but whatever it is that you love doing always make it your goal to be just the best at it to, to reach a master level of it yeah that's how the japanese do it you that's go it. there you fucking order a, a fucking standard american breakfast they'll give you the perfect over easy egg you know what i mean they they hey, made the video full circle, bro. bro. they made that full video circle, bro. full circle full circle <laughs> that was just racist i ruined it but yeah <laughs> i'm so you, sorry yeah. i ruined it <laughs> hey, yo from my end uh apple spotify click follow i said it all at the beginning yo you could check out full episodes and a bunch of other cool shows at the sonar network.com uh Check out my TikTok, my Instagram, the videos I make. It's all funny shit. Just tell your friends about the immigrant section. Yes, all right. Yes. Appreciate y'all. As always, love y'all for listening. Peace. Peace. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 